Welcome to the Feather Desert, a podcast all about desert bird feeding in the southwestern region of the United States. Hi, welcome to the Feather Desert. This is Cheryl and Kirsten is sitting with me and today our subject is window collisions a preventable death. So birds collide with glass because they see the world differently than people do. These collisions kill up to 1 billion birds each year in the United States. Glass collisions take a staggering toll on our birds, even threatening populations of common and rare species alike. This is a conservation crisis. And Kirsten is going to give us um, some reasons why birds do hit the glass, how they um, process um, glass in, a hum- in the human environment. All right, so the good question is, why do birds hit the glass in our windows at all? So birds hit windows for two primary reasons. Uh, the one is that they perceive glass reflections of vegetation, landscapes, or sky to be real. They don't know that it is a reflection. And they attempt to reach habitat, open spaces, or other attractive features visible through the glass surface or freestanding glass. And that's one of the reasons that we here at WBU Mesa carry the stickies for the window, which we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. So Cheryl's going to let us know, can birds see glass? Well, that that is a common question, and we get it a lot, and customers come in, and they're like, frustrated because birds are hitting their windows and um, being injured or dying and why don't they see it? Well, despite claiming that humans, unlike birds, can see glass, the truth is that glass prevents presents just many problems to both people and birds. No, birds do not see glass, but actually people don't see glass either. See, we have our own mis- misconceptions about how we visualize glass. Oh, yes. So when we bump into an unmarked door, glass door, windows, minor bruises and bear- embarrassment are hopefully and typically are the results. Birds, however, the impact can result in instant death or serious injury, often fatal injuries. Birds tend to collide with glass at high speeds, and their small bodies are composed of hollow bones that leaves them particularly vulnerable to injury. And even though people cannot see glass from a, this is important, which this was like an eye-opener to me. It's one of those things that the light bulb, you know, goes off on the top of your head. Um, From a young age, we are able to grasp the concept of glass as a solid, transparent material. Detecting and avoiding glass then becomes an exercise in learning the cues that signal its presence, including window frames, door handles, and our location relative to building features. So Kirsten's going to expound on that, only she's going to go with birds. Yeah, so why can't birds see glass? Well, one of them is that they don't see glass because they don't learn the same visual cues as humans. They don't have a mom or a dad or an uncle or an aunt or a grandparents, whoever it is that you are around, somebody else who's older than you who already knows all the cues. You go around glass. And when we're young, we don't realize we're really learning that, but we take it in as uh, information. And birds don't have that. It's not like they fly around glass and they're 
little chicks are flying with them. Because mom or dad hits the glass and that's their experience and it's over. Right. So not so great. So as a result, for the birds, glass is essentially undetectable to them. Um, birds may learn about individual pieces of glass in an area where they live through repeated interactions. If they survive the initial collision, then hopefully they are putting that into their repertoire and they're not going to run into it again. But they do remain unable to generalize from the experience and remain susceptible to collisions with other structures. So there are birds that live in the city all the time. And you'll see small flocks of pigeons a lot of the time go around a large building that is a skyscraper full of windows. But that doesn't mean that those birds will avoid another building if they go to another city or maybe even just around the block. And then also birds that are migrating through, they don't even know that those buildings are there. They don't know that there's glass there and they just run right into them. So they're unable to generalize, even if they come in contact with a type of glass, they're unable to generalize that to um, other collision possibilities. So while I was doing the research for this podcast, I came up with a question when I came to this. And so maybe you have the answer, Kirsten. Then we, in our last podcast, Hawks, we talked about how Cooper's Hawks can use glass windows to stun their prey. So do they have cog- a cognitive... Um, like a difference in like their a diff- is cognition? There a, yeah. yeah, cognition that makes them um, be able to use it as a tool. But also glass can be just as dangerous to raptors to hawks as it right. is to birds so it's how so again is that them just learning their environment so they know that okay these house windows i've used before i've seen it happen right that's a very good question and i don't have um a solid answer but that would be from my experience what i would guess is that that particular hawk has used that area and he might be able to do it in several different yards because he has done this before but that doesn't mean that a big building full of windows is going to be the same experience for him and also the difference between the hawk versus the songbird is they are involved in their world in different ways so the hawk is always looking for ways to catch the bird whereas this little songbird it's not in his repertoire to look around avoiding glass if it was part of the way he was surviving over generations and we're talking like eons of generations here, then it would be something that would be embedded in their brain and they would look for that. So yeah, probably individual experience would explain that. That's cool. Good question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you had an answer. Cause I was like, Oh no, this might be a whole nother podcast. Here I go. It could be. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about um, bird's vision. So birds have an um, excellent vision and they can collect, this is just rolls right into what we were just talking about. They can collect information visually and tell differences in things in their environment much more clearly than humans. They also have more field of vision uh, due to the 300 degree vision that they have. So birds have four types of cones in their retina which enables them to see red, blue, green, and makes them superheroes is the ultraviolet light that they can see. So this makes them, I stuck a scientific word in here, tetrachromats. Tetrachromats, yep, good. All right, and humans are trichromats because we only see three colors, blue, red, and green. Yes, ultraviolet light vision matters to birds for different reasons. 
I have always wanted to see an ultraviolet light. Oh, I yeah. think it would be like so trippy. Imagine if we could see ultraviolet light like the birds could, we would, could be able to be in their world more. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, it'd be so interesting. So the first one is food. There are some berries and other fruits that have waxy coatings that actually refle reflect the UV light, making them stand out vibrantly against the green foliage, which makes foraging easier. Uh, for prey, raptors use UV light to track prey since urine splashes and trail voles, uh, I'm sorry, urine splashes and then makes a trail. Voles and mice and other rodents actually use their urine to mark their territory. Well, for the hawks, they can also see that. And for a little bit more of that, check out our migration, our hawk migration podcast. We talk all about that. Uh, eggs is another reason. There are actually some brood parasites, which we talk about in our egg podcast. And those are birds that lay other eggs in somebody else's nest. So, uh, for example, the cuckoo might lay uh, an egg in another bird's nest and then expect that bird to raise them. So a way that they combat that, the way that the, the nest builder combats that is that through their UV vision, they can actually see different colors and markings that are specific to the eggs that they laid. So that gives the nesting birds the ability to tell when the egg is not their own and allows them to reject the foreign egg. So not all species that host brood parasites will reject unwanted eggs, but the UV factor may be a factor for those that do. And then plumage. Birds do not see each other the way we see them. It's so interesting. So when we see a bright red cardinal, the female is not seeing a bright red cardinal. She's looking through her UV filters and that helps uh, to appear differently to other birds from other species. And then a bird species that may not appear different to humans when it comes to telling a male bird from a female bird may actually look very different to each other. So for example, something like the Abert's towhee, they look exactly the same to me. The males and the females, they really have the same coloration, the sizes are almost the same, but that doesn't mean that when a male and a female towhee look at each other, doesn't look different to them, depending on the UV markings on feathers. And that will help select mates, defend territory, or tell individuals apart. Well, it's kind of cool. It's it like is cool. Kids, it's like it putting your cool. kid's name on the inside of their soccer jersey so they can tell their uniform from everybody else, but they just use their eyes. So, I know, I thought that was really cool. So, now that we've explained all that, so what can we do as a bird hero to help prevent these unnecessary deaths? So, I did some research and I actually got, found a really good website that I'm going to share with you in the spotlight. But um, the first, identify priority windows, because not all windows on your home are an issue. You want to look for windows where you have heard a bird hit or where you have found dead birds. And generally, large windows, especially those that reflect habitat, um, including sky, or through which you can see sky or greenery on the other side of the building. And yes. Also, look at windows near bird feeders and bird baths. So, so then you want to check out your bird feeders and bird baths for placement. And we have um, information in our hobby guide at WBU Mesa about um, feeder and bird bath placement concerning windows. So um, there is a what's called a window strike zone, and feeders or bird baths should be no more than three feet away from a window. And if you for your viewing, you usually put them in front of windows. 
And if that doesn't work, then you have to put it at least 10 feet away from the window. This will decrease the likelihood of birds injuring themselves if they do hit your window. If they're, you know, at three feet, they're not going fast enough to really hurt themselves. It might stun them, but it's not fat fatal. And then if you place it 10 feet away, um, it gives them an opportunity to avoid the window because you're going to be a bird hero and you're going to put something on your windows that allows the birds to detect that they're there. And so what are those products? We have a lot of products available actually. Um, as Kirsten mentioned, we have uh, WBU sells uh, UV decals and they're actually UV light highlighted. So what we see and what the bird sees are different. And those actually go on the outside of your window yes. instead of the inside. Actually, yes, they would go on the outside. Um, there's something called bird tape, which I have on my large picture windows and you can buy it um, transparently. It's transparent, kind of like the decal and it's UV um, light. Uh, it's got like a film on it or something. Yeah, yeah it's like a film on it. And, but the spacing guidelines are very important and the spacing guidelines come with um, the tape. You can tint your windows. There's windows on there that tint that cut down the reflective surfaces. There's bird friendly glass. There's bird screens that actually work as um, a cushion. Um, all these ideas can be uh, researched at abcbirds.org. And that's gonna roll right into the spotlight because abcbirds.org is an, um, the website for the American Bird Conserv Conserv Conservancy. Conservancy, I was gonna say that, but then it didn't click in my brain <laughs> right. This organization has been working toward conservation and the protection of bird species in North, Central, and South America for 25 years. They work very hard, not only to protect the bird species, but their habitats. So they work a lot with the Nature's Conservancy to protect habitats and to keep um, habitats from being fragmented. Mm. And this is a really cool organization that we don't hear a lot about, um, but they do a lot um, politically, they do a lot locally, and they are working really hard right now to get laws passed for um, bird-friendly glass to be put in buildings over a certain, actually all buildings, but they're actually looking at buildings over a certain height. And they have successfully done it in Canada. So if you go, went to the website, um, abcbirds.org, on the website, you'll be able to get information on conservation, concerned species, information on window strikes, which is where most of the product information um, would be because they have a whole lot of different ways to protect birds. It's one of their, their issues. So information on window strike prevention and above products. Uh, you can take action through signing petitions, letters um, to state and federal representatives to ask them to support protections for birds. And like I mentioned, they are working very hard, especially at the federal level, to have laws put in place for buildings to be required to put in bird-friendly glass. And as I mentioned before, they have been successful in on, um, Canada and Montreal, Toronto, um, cities like that. Nice. So they're really worth a mention. They're actually the organization that supports our field guides at WBU Mesa. And they actually do sell um, bird tape. So it's where I got my Kaleidoscape um, 
uh, tape, which is what it's called. And you go to the website and you can actually order it from them. Great. And we will definitely put that website in our show notes as well. So you guys can look at that and probably click right on it and it'll take you right to their website. Well, that was a lot of information. It was. And I feel definitely better about taking care of the windows at my house now. I've got lots, so many different options and so many reasons why. Why? Why do the birds hit the glass? So I hope you guys had just as much fun with this one as we did. And we will definitely see you next time.